topic is five signs that you have toxic relationship with yourself. If you're someone who would like to understand what does it actually mean? How do I know that I have toxic relationship? Or what am I doing that is actually impacting my life? If you are ready to know all of this, type ready in the chat box and let's straight dive in to understand what are the signs that you have toxic relationship. Remember, one of the relationships that we share from the birth to the death and one pretty important one is the relationship that you share with yourself. In fact, a lot of people focus outside in the relationships they have with their personal family members, their friends, their office colleagues. But very rarely we reflect on the relationship we share with ourselves. And it's very, very important for you to understand that how you treat yourself is how you teach other people to treat you. So if you're someone who's going through any sort of a relationship challenges, you feel people don't listen to you, uh, people don't give you importance, people take you for granted, you're giving out too much and you're not receiving, the reciprocation is very little. For anything that's happening in your life, you got to introspect. Because you know what the fact is? You cannot control the outside world, but you can always take care of your inner world. Type that in the chat box. I cannot control the outer world, but I can always control my inner world. Now understand something. How do you recognize whether you really have a toxic relationship with yourself? Remember, we spoke about that, how you, how, how you get treatment from outside world, how people outside treat you, the opportunities that you get, the way people look at you and the way people talk to you. All of this is a reflection of what relationship that you have with yourself. Because when you have a toxic relationship, you're pretty much bad at, you know, setting boundaries. You're not able to say no to people. You are going to be, you know, pe pleasing other people and you're going to pay more attention and more importance to other people outside of you. You're going to prioritize other people more than you. Now look at your habits. Do you have some self-sabotaging behaviors and self-sabotaging habits? And if your answer is yes to that, type yes, by the way, in the chat box. If you have any self-sabotaging habits and behaviors, the one thing I want to tell you is you do share a toxic relationship with yourself. Because you know what? When you're climbing the Mount Everest, now here I'm talking about an, a metaphor of Mount Everest. Your life is like Mount Everest. You have a long life, you have a huge life and you, I'm sure, have big goals too. Now, when you're climbing that, uh, you know, that Mount Everest, What's your biggest asset? You are your biggest asset. Type in the chat box, I'm my biggest asset. If you are your biggest asset and if you're not focusing on that asset, what's going to happen is you're going to get worn out. You're going to get tired. You're going to get feel drained while climbing that Mount Everest. You're going to give up on in midway. You're going to come back. You're going to start, you know, procrastinating on training yourself. To get Ladies and gentlemen, you already know what it is. It's Monday. The voice of reason has returned to KBLA Talk 1580 with yet another slapper. Yes, I'm here to push you. I'm here to prod you. I'm here to poke you. Listen, tonight's topic came to me while I was booking a guest for this show. I was on the phone with my good friend, Dr. Alan Berger, who's going to come on next Monday. And we were talking and he was telling me something 
And from what he was saying, I told him, I said, when it comes to intimate relationship, even a dodged bullet can still hurt. He said, hey, man, why? Oh, because of, you know, the nature of what we were talking about. What does that mean, Zoe? Right? When it comes to intimate relationships, even a dodged bullet can still hurt. See, you don't have to get all the way into a relationship with somebody to discover your inner toxicity. Do you understand? If you go into the relationship with the mindset that we've been talking about for over a year now, which is you're supposed to go into the relationship in search of how you show up. Like like the sister said on the video clip, we so focused on how they going to show up, what they going to do for us, how they going to uh, meet our expectations. We tend to miss the most important relationship of all is that one inside you, your relationship with self. So sometimes you'll get in with somebody and it falls apart rather quickly. But yet something has come to mind. Something is left over from that interaction that you didn't want to deal with. That brief interaction may have caused something to surface in your unconscious, in your psyche. So even when it comes to intimate relationship, even a dodged bullet can hurt. Yeah, the relationship, you could have stayed in it and, and tried to grind it out and go all the way to the end and, and it, it met with disaster. But guess what? You didn't go that far. But the relationship still woke something up in you. And it doesn't feel good. Tonight's topic, how to effectively dodge toxic relationships are you in a toxic relationship with yourself you already know i got questions how do you dodge toxic relationships why can't i leave divorce or break up with my toxic relationship with myself i want that one to marinate just a little bit long feel it with me feel it why can i leave break up right or end my toxic relationship with myself agree or disagree true or false breaking up with yourself is intimately tied to breaking up with what you modeled in your childhood agree or disagree in order to dodge a toxic relationship you must first embrace the toxicity within yourself. See, it's easy to parrot what is popular. Everybody's saying relationship is a mirror now. Everybody say, oh, a relationship is a mirror. Relationship is a mirror. No, 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 no. Let's go deeper. You want to avoid toxic relationships? You have to address your inner toxicity. True or false, the only way to avoid toxic relationship is to, 
non-judgmentally confront yourself. Agree or disagree? Once you are open to the idea that your relationship with yourself needs work, it will become easier to identify where the negativity is coming is coming from. Can I ask the callers a question? The number to dial, 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. I want to talk to you. Non-judgmental conversation here. Get in here. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. I know we all go through it. We're all human beings. We're all a part of the human condition. We have all fallen, but now it's time to get up. Get to your phone lines, 1-800-920-1580. I want to talk to everybody. But have you realized how difficult it is to be accountable accountable? for the toxicity that has shown up in your life? Do you know how easy it is to blame, overclaim? Let me read it again. Agree or disagree? Once you're open to the idea that your relationship with yourself needs work, it becomes easier to identify where the negativity comes from. See, what happens is people get confused. They think because the, uh, well, this is how they look at it. The, the negative people who come into your life who do negative things, what happens is if the negative thing is happening to me, I focus on what they have done. I don't focus on what I have called into being. I just focus on what they have done. I'm not focusing on the inner beacon. People say, uh, well, wait a minute, Zoe. How, how can you, if you're a good person, how can you attract a bad person? I'm a good person. Are you a good person? If you have low self-esteem, you're not good to yourself. Are you a good person? If you marginalize yourself, oh, yeah, we do it to ourselves now. Let's just, come on now. If you marginalize and minimize yourself, if you make yourself small, are you being good to yourself? Oh, when I come forward, man, when I come forward, we're going to keep it lit for Monday. All you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. I want to talk to you. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 158. Love TKO. Sometimes you got to let go of the toxic version of you. One thing I hate, man. One thing I hate is that toxic version of me making decisions and ruining my reputation in relationships. Oh, yeah, you got to take full responsibility for it. Sometimes you want to knock out that part of yourself, right? Love TKO. You got to knock out. You got to break up with that part of you that contaminates the peace, the happiness, the contentment of the relationships you're in. But again, like I said before, many people would rather blame their partner 
for the relationship being taken out. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about how to effectively dodge toxic relationships. You got to dodge you. But you don't know how to dodge you. See, it's just like quantum mechanics. Right? The rules that apply for quantum mechanics, quantum physics, doesn't apply for Newtonian physics. Newtonian physics is linear, straightforward, logical, clean, simple, right? Intuitive. Not so for quantum mechanics. So we try to make our relationships linear. Nope. Relationships are spiritual. Spirit is synonymous with the quantum realm. Right. It is all possibilities happening at once. It is multifaceted. It is multidimensional. It is intergenerational. You might be playing out a script that your great great grandfather laid down that through prayer and ritual and therapy and healing. Your job is to heal that what great great granddaddy started. Do you see? You want to dodge the toxic relationship externally. No, but it must be dodged, excuse me, not dodged, embraced internally. Right? What you dodge externally has been embraced internally. So this brings me to the point of boundaries. Everybody talk about, oh, you want to have boundaries. You got to have healthy boundaries. Do you know what boundaries is such a bastardized term? Let's change it. Right. <laughs> Let's change it from boundaries, because most people who don't understand the nuance and the context of the term. Right. They make boundaries into walls. Right. This is why I did the show soundries versus clowndries. Anything that's unhealed in your spirit that is used to help build a boundary is actually building a wall, a prison, to keep you and your wounds locked inside. Let's change the term from clowndries and soundries and all of that. Let's turn, take the term and say commitments, discipline. That's really what a, ba a boundary is. You have the discipline, the fortitude, the internal fortitude, or as the minister would say, the testicular fortitude, right? To stand your ground, to stand in your truth, to stand in your authenticity, to stand in solidarity and love with yourself. It's not actually putting up a barrier. But if you don't understand the nuance of what's being said, People take it as barriers. I have to block you out. Well, what is the number one conflict resolution tactic that most unskilled people do? Contempt. Expulsion. I'm never talking to you again. Get out of here. We don't talk no more. Do you see? Once you've mastered your inner wounds... You have a different level of commitment to self. You won't even engage. 
you won't be moved by their behavior. Their behavior flows underneath your feet. That's just how it works. Ladies and gentlemen, we got callers on the line. Who wants to talk? How to dodge toxic relationships. I'm on the line with a couple of my good friends who've been on the longest. Reggie Austin, Texas. Get in here. What's up, Zoe? Man, what up, brother? Um, you, you had me uh, to read a book called Get Out of Your Own Way. Boom. Um, actually, it's one, one of the, like, ten books you had me read. And I'm working my way through them. Um, one of that one of one of the parts of that book says you can't fix something until you admit it's broken, and I think um, a, a, a really salient point about toxic relationships is we think that being toxic means you throwing TVs and you running people down in your car and you doing something that is absolutely just demonic, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a fine line between toxicity and peace. Um, it's a fine line that separates between being direct and being blunt and, um, you know, being assertive and being abrasive. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we need to get caught up in that huge line between peace and, and, and terror. But we gotta we got to examine that, that fine line. And um, you examine that fine line by examining the truth of what you do. And if you try to dodge the truth of what you do, by cloaking it in your own stuff, um, you never get down to the to the to the point of analyzing that truth. Mm. And if you if you try to dodge that truth, you just delay your joy. Um, <laughs> bro, I don't want to delay my joy anymore. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I listen to this show. Um, that's why I did the work, and I'm doing the work. To, to get the life that I want to have. Like, it's, it's, it's something that I have to do to get out of my way. And, um, man, I have to change the way I think, and I have to change the way that I, I analyze what I do and why I do it. Like, get down to the, to the, to the, um, to the bare bones of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, until I do that, and until I continuously do that, I'll never have a life that I want to have. Man. Um, that's real. I, I'm worth having the life that I want to have. And I'm worth the effort it takes to, to have the life that I want to have. Mm. That's just real, man. Mm. You know? Hey, listen. Uh, Reggie, mm-hmm. you got to stay with me. You got to stay with me. When we come forward, I'm going back to Austin, Texas. And then, of course, Atlanta, Georgia is on the line. We got a lot to talk about. Cause I lose all thoughts, sense of time. Of a two times trying to hold on, faith is gone. It's just another sad song. I think I better let it go. What you say about it looks like another love decayed. Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You need to start to cheer for, support, and validate yourself, period. 
I realize now that I'm high-fiving myself that I have spent the first 40 years of my life either criticizing my reflection or ignoring it. How sad is that? It's incredibly heartbreaking and yet ex extremely familiar to me. Yeah. And I think a lot of women. Yeah. And believe it or not, a lot of men. There's a lot of men that don't want to look themselves in the eye in a mirror and be with themselves because they're so focused on the things that they haven't achieved or the things that they failed at. And so they're ignoring themselves. They're not being with themselves. And so first things first, when you take a moment in the morning to just stand in front of the mirror and be with yourself, and then you raise your hand in a gesture that you have always associated with celebration, support, belief, and empowerment with other people, there's a number of things that happen that um, can be proven by research. First things first, uh, this is research out of Harvard. It's recent. Uh, they've shown in studies that simply taking a minute in the morning to get intentional about who you're going to be today and how you're going to show up changes your productivity, it changes your level of confidence. It changes how impactful you are as a leader at work and in life. So this moment in the mirror is not to be diminished. This is a moment for you to be able to take a moment and intentionally align yourself with who you're going to be. Second piece of research is from a field of study called neurobics. It basically means when you marry a physical action with something, a thought that's unexpected, you accelerate the development of new neural pathways. Mm. And there's famous studies that have proven that if you brush with like your non-dominant hand while you're thinking something, yeah. it sticks in your mind because you have to focus. Well, the same is true when you raise your hand and high five your own reflection. You see, you've been doing this for your entire lifetime. So there's already subconscious programming here, Lisa. The second that you raise your hand like this, it is so programmed in your mind to associate belief, cheering, empowerment, celebration, you know, with the high five itself, that it's impossible to go, God, I hate my neck. Mm. Boy, is that cellulite ugly. You can't do it because this part of the mind immediately takes over and does all the positive stuff with a high five. It's crazy. Try it tomorrow morning. You will not be able to criticize yourself. Now there's another piece of research around this, which is... You know, when you do a high five, we did one the first one we did, right? right? We didn't quite hit each other in the right, like, good smack. So what did we do? We did it. Correct. Because a good high five requires you to be present oh. and intentional. Isn't that cool? Yeah. All of that and a little me. high five. Mm. And so what I started... <laughs> the voice of reason always keeping it popping at KBLA Talk 1580. We turned up. See, you, you're not going to be able to dodge the external, right, toxic relationship until you can celebrate yourself. Many of us, we, we, we don't even understand a high five to yourself has some beneficial properties to it. Celebrating self, celebrating darkness, celebrating your shadow, celebrating what you got to work on. Many of us don't even know how to celebrate ourselves because we've been conditioned and trained to seek acknowledgement from somewhere else. A high five ain't good unless another hand connects to yours.
A celebration ain't real unless it's coming from the outside. Listen, you've got to do it for you. You got to do it for you. Do you see where I'm coming from? Uh, dodging toxic relationships are intrinsically connected to you embracing self. The work you have to do. The facade that we are, are accustomed to putting up. The mask we're accustomed to wearing. The performance we're accustomed to doing. Uh, the jig we're accustomed to dancing. All of that's got to stop. If we want to avoid the toxic relationship. What is the toxic relationship according to Zoe Williams? I've told you this before. Every person you've ever met, you've ever dated, you've ever been intimate with can only be a question to an answer you carry within yourself. You carry the answer. And the answer is awakened in the curriculum of the relationship, the reflective curriculum of the relationship. That's what wakes it up. I know people don't want to talk about it. I know. I, I know. But did, you, know, you hear people saying, oh, a relationship is a mirror. But do you understand what that means? 1-800-920-1580. Reggie, Austin, Texas, get back in here. Man, the um, last thing I want to say is uh, watch how you talk to yourself. Um, there's a power of high and low conversation. And the way we talk to ourselves, just in casual talk, or, you know, um, throughout the day, we talk ourselves out of a lot of stuff. Um, but we can talk ourselves into some stuff as well. So your voice has some power, has a lot of power, actually. And um, just watch the way you speak to yourself. I think you can will yourself into a lot of great spaces. And you can talk yourself out of some dreams, too. So just watch what you say to yourself. Man. All right, man. 100% agree. Reggie, Austin, Texas, always on fire. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building. All you got to do is call us at 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, I'm going to talk to my brother, Nazarene X. That brother's in Atlanta. Oh, I can grab him? Come on, Nazarene. Get in here. Hey, what up, though? <laughs> what up? What up, Nazarene? Get in here, brother. Now, real quick, one thing. Um, I heard our brother Wall Street Trapper actually drop a gem um, in a recent interview. He was speaking about something that he learned with, uh, I guess, his counselor or something to that extent. But he was speaking to how, like, sometimes he would find himself, in a sense, like graduating from an old persona, so to speak, mm -hmm. or old your life, or what his uh, counselor helped him realize. Because when he elevated to a new level in life, business-wise, and just kind of leaving, say, a certain level of the street life alone, um, that street life side of him kind of, quote-unquote, made him the animal, right? But um, what his counselor helped him realize was, and I believe it applies to how we can graduate in this whole dynamic of toxic relationships with ourselves, he was like, you can actually bring that entity, if you will. You can offer him a seat at the table, but you do not allow him to have any authority. Mm. And I thought that was like a really, really, really heavy bar because it's like 
no, positionality. Hey, Nazarene, you're cooking. I need you to stay with me one more minute. You're cooking. When we come forward, I'm going back to Atlanta, Georgia. Nazarene X is on complete fire. Is it good to you? Good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. My playlist is my co-host, y'all. Y'all know what's cracking. The Voice of Reason got to have the musical piece to go with it. Tough topics, man. Music. Makes it smooth over a little bit easier. Let me get my brother Nazarene X in here to wrap up his thought. He was going in. I want him to finish those thoughts, man. Keep cooking. Yeah, look, um, again, shout out to the brother Wall Street Trapper. Um, because, again, like, just listening to him, like, he's even incredible force um, in terms of people just pushing for higher-level thought and higher-level works and higher-level actions within our community. And um, again, it was just again talking about how, excuse me, being I guess made aware of a way that he could consider his ways of old, which may be deemed toxic in that way. And I think that's something that we can all relate to. Instead of completely demonizing or chastising himself, again getting into that piece where you know self judgment can really go wrong, and that's where we end up being our own worst enemy as well. But also understanding that a lot of the situations that we've been through and actually endured through, they help shape us, and it's not always safe for the negative, especially when we're willing to lock in and utilize what is good or what can be properly applied in the right context. Mm -hmm. So I believe there was incredible power in that key piece that um, it sounded like his counselor shared with him, where it's like, you can invite that energy in, if you will, like to be almost like a a point of consideration. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, feel like you got a street mentality, so to speak. Like, you can be aware. It's almost like having spidey senses, right? Like, if you perceive danger, you might have this proverbial uh, voice in your shoulder, like, "Hey, man, you gotta watch this person," or you might be up to some this and the third. And like, you learn to be like, "All right, that's cool," but in the grand scheme of your psyche you learn to elevate and not give that train of thought actual authority over your decision-making skills. And I believe that's tied into, um, again, just being honest with yourself for one. But part of the problem is sometimes we have not yet come to a more full place as people where we realize that we are one with the one that's actually observing things. Mm. It's like if you feel hurt or you feel in danger, right, internally it's almost having like the outer body experience right and i think there's a lot of power and again somehow finding that space within yourself where you're you're not delusional or say having a a split mind Mm -hmm. or um even like it's like astrologically speaking like you know a, a, a twin type of thing like it's all it's all good but when you internally decide that you want to stand apart from a certain situation or a certain train of thought, a certain lifestyle, um, what have you, you can, and it it goes right back into what Brother Reggie was uh, just speaking to, is just uh, being careful of the way you speak to to yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because again, like, that gets yeah. No, we got to push forward, brother. We got to push forward. You cooking, nope. but we got to push forward now. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you, Nazarene X. Atlanta, Georgia is in the building because of you. 
And because of what Nazarene was talking about, it reminded me of my childhood. Y'all know foster care, living in the projects. But my sanest and safest relationship was with my foster parents, James and Mary Bynum. James whooped me once with a belt and the belt buckle slipped out of his hand and busted my head. I had to be around six. Gave me a bunch of stitches. You know, I was abused and neglected. These are dark places in my spirit that will manifest, right? I had to create coping mechanisms to deal with the most sane relationship being a hurtful relationship, right? I, 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 I had to, you know, I had to adapt and adjust to be able to process that. This person loves me, but they hurt me badly, right? Mark Goulston in his Get Out of Your Own Way book, Overcoming Self-Defeating Behavior, he said people who were abused as children tend to get angry and strike out at the world. I did that as a defense mechanism. People who were neglected tend to feel defeated and withdrawn from the world. I did that. There was a time when I was a very young man and I was talking about my basketball career in, in high school, and I, and I asked my mother, why didn't you let me transfer? You know, she said, you were just so bad when you were little that uh, I was just tired and I gave up on you. That This is my biological, and I love her to death. For all of those lessons, I still love her to death. But listen to what she said. I was tired. I was the last one born. And she said, you were so bad that I was just tired of dealing with the school system, so I gave up on you. Listen to this quote, Dr. Goulston here. People who were neglected tend to feel defeated and withdraw from the world. Outside of this radio, I'm very antisocial. I don't do crowds. I don't do parties. I stay out the way. Do you understand? People who were given guidance tend to lack, listen, people who were not given guidance tend to lack confidence and self-resilience. Each pathway leads to different forms of self-defeat. Dr. Mark Goulston, get out of your own way, overcoming self-defeating behavior. I struggled early on with not understanding my impact on people. It was years later that Girls in high school was like, oh, we thought well, you were cute, but you were too cute for us to uh, approach. We didn't, we, we didn't, I didn't know. I didn't feel that way. I felt insulated and isolated. Do you understand? And, you know, is well documented, uh, anger issues. And again, it's still prevalent today. But if I'm going to be in a, in an, a relationship, these shadows must be embraced with love. They must be embraced with self-empathy. You heard me say before, I don't use the word care because care means burden. 
I want to empathize and love on me. So I am no longer a burden to me. Do you see what I'm saying? So now it's not fearful for me to see myself as I am and how I'm going to show up in the relationship. I've told people before, you want to learn yourself, you need to journal about how you show up. Not, your, not just your intentions. Your intentions is what you want to do. Looking for how you show up. How does this person reflect me? What is the mirror reflection of relationship going to teach me about me today? You got to go into the relationship with that intent. What aspect of myself am I going to see today? I want to read that quote to you one more time. Dr. Goulston, people who were abused as children tend to get angry and strike out at the world. People who were neglected tend to feel defeated and withdraw from the world. People who were not given guidance tend to lack confidence and self-reliance. Each pathway leads to different forms of self-defeat. Mark Goulston, get out of your own way, overcoming self-defeating behavior. I've got more from Mark when I come forward. We got Sean from Hawaii, and of course, we got Atala from Houston, Texas. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know the routine. All you got to do is call us at 1 800 920 1580. Let's do it. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Everybody on the planet currently stands in front of the mirror as they brush their teeth. Mm -hmm. As you're doing that, you're doing one of two things. You either beat the daylights out of yourself and you focus on all the stuff you need to fix, the things you hate, the parts of yourself you can't stand. And that's the good news Mm. because the majority of people are doing the other thing. This is sad. The majority of people cannot even look at themselves in the mirror Mm. because they are disgusted or they are disappointed or they don't like how long they've let themselves go. You're either, be honest with yourself, which do you do? Do you not look in the mirror or do you focus on the things that you need to fix? Yeah, no, I I mean, I do look in the mirror and yeah, there's certain, I'm going through the day. I'm like thinking I could have done things differently. What I need to do the next day. Yeah. So I, I do look in the mirror. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I tend to avoid looking in the mirror. Mm. Yeah. Why is that? You tell me. Yeah. I don't know. No, well, think about it. Why do you think you don't look in the mirror? I, I've never thought that it was a necessity uh, to, to gaze upon myself to, I mean, I'm sure I glance. There's a picture of me in the mirror, but it's be- it becomes second nature in a way. Yes. But I've never thought about the power of looking in the mirror that, and how that might actually benefit me. Mm. Well, I want you to consider it's not a reflection. Uh-uh. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Listen, this exercise is still external. You have to remember there's an internal mirror, too. 
The external mirror deals with the external. I don't like myself. I don't like the way I look. I might need to go to the gym. I might need, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the internal mirror that is a reflection between your conscious self and your shadow unconscious self. So imagine the exercise the woman is giving here, but it's internal. And let me give you an example. JT in my chat room says, I wish I could give myself the mercy and grace that I know I need. See, that's that internal mirror. See, you can be cute outside. You can be aesthetically pleasing, but internally ugly. Right? And because there's such a negative connotation for the word ugly, how come we don't see the word ugly as opportunity? Right? Because anything can be beautified with a shift in perspective. See, I know y'all not ready for this. See, this is why you hold on to things. This is why you feel entitled and justified in holding on to the to the flawed human that hurt you. What do you mean holding on to them? No, 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 no. Holding on to whatever they did. See, it's easy to let them go. But when you hold on to them while holding on to the get out of jail free card called I forgave you, but you got to do this in order to prove to me, blah, blah, blah. Do, do you see? I know y'all. Are y'all ready for this? Are y'all are ready? If you are the embodiment of forgiveness, then you are simultaneously the embodiment of sacrifice and unconditional love. Yeah, that's called dead air. I had to do that. Right? If you are the embodiment of forgiveness, the real stuff, not the conditional, I'm going to dangle this over your head stuff. Then you are the embodiment of sacrifice and unconditional love. This is another level. But because you've got unhealed wounds and, and damage and, and pain and you look at what has happened through to you through the filter of how you were raised, how you were conditioned. Somebody owe you something. Oh, I know. This is a tough conversation. We're going to get it. Ladies and gentlemen, the phone lines are lit. Let's get them all in here. Who's been on the longest? Sean out of Hawaii. Get in here. Aloha, brother. So what a wonderful show for, you know, bringing uh, these issues to everyone. You know, right now I'm on, you know, physically on one of the most beautiful places on planet Earth. No doubt about it. Hawaii. It's yeah. a physical space. Yeah. Any island, doesn't matter, wherever you are, it's, it, and we feel very fortunate. But let me tell you some people, it, with Zoe, it, and, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I listen to you, and I listen to every word, you know, I hang on every word all the time, and I read your, at least one of your books, The Relationship Dismount. Did you like it? That, you know, oh, I love the book, I mean, because, look, first of all, you got to live your life on the air, and I think you have been living your life on the air, and I, I, I suggest to everyone to read that book, and then I'm going to read the others. It's just, you know, I, 
I'm very, I'm one of those people that reads things over like three or four times in a paragraph. You know, I need to understand. So I take my time. But what I'm trying, you know, whether you're saying this or not, I'm in a physical spot here. It's beautiful. Oh, everyone thinks the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. The most important journey any human being will ever take on the face of this planet is that journey in your mind. And it starts from when you're a little kid. And sadly, when you start as a young person, a lot of times it's, it's screwed up. A lot of times it is. You know, mine was different than yours, but I, mine, you know, I thought everything was great and my parents get divorced. So that threw me for a loop. Right. And it threw me for a loop and perception sometimes is reality. I wasn't getting beat. I got the belt with my, you know, my biological dad. I don't even know what he gave it to me for, um, but I knew I pissed him off. But I'm telling you that, you know, that most important journey is in your mind because eventually you get through all this crap and you have got to influence other people, whether it be kids you bring in this world or friends you have, or people you don't even know. People you don't even know are listening to you or watching you when you're out in public. The worst of me, though, can, I, I have to hold myself back. The worst of me sometimes wants to come out and just jump in because I'm very chatty. Hello, I call radio shows. We I'm know that. <laughs> I'm very chatty. But my better, but some something tells me sometimes, Shut the heck up. Mm -hmm. Shut the heck up and just observe and then set a different example saying, oh, I see this going on and how you're dealing with it. And just be there and set an example. It's really hard because sometimes you want to jump in, right? We all see people jumping in, being the hero. You know, sometimes being the hero is just setting an example for other people to witness. Sometimes being the hero is just letting other people view you dealing with a situation in a way that's calm and cool. It's something I try to teach my kids. Some it's a baseball thing, you know, patience and, and being calm and cool in the worst situation. There's still, the game's not over yet. The game's not over yet, so you keep grinding. But the grind doesn't mean a negative. The grind means that you're setting an example for other people, and I am nowhere near where I want to be in that regard, but I'll tell you what, when I see my son, he's had to go through medical treatments, and my daughter, who, who is younger, um, who, who's been just so resilient dealing with having a sibling uh, in a situation of special needs and all that and how amazing she is, I know we're doing something right. And so when I know we're doing something right, you need to keep working on it. You keep building on it. But don't bring that negative energy in, people, because if you bring that negative energy in, you, it's like misery loves company. You're trying to draw people in to your misery. Don't do that, because the way you get out of that misery and that depression or whatever it is you're going through is that you try to lift other people's up. And I'm telling you, Zoe, that's a key. Lift other people's up, even if you're faking it for a second. Like, say, hi, good morning. Let's do this. Aloha. All that stuff isn't just fake, you know. It could change your whole day starting from the morning and start it early. That way your day is much better.
Man, I appreciate you, Sean. Calling all the way from Hawaii. Enjoy the islands, my friend. I appreciate the insight. Love you, you, brother. Love you, too, man. Call anytime if you want to bring your city in the building. All you got to do is call me. 1-800-920-1580. When we return, when we come forward, you know who we're going to talk to. We're going to talk to Atala from Houston, Texas. Clearly, she's got a lot to talk about. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. You know you want some more. More. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580, the VOR, the voice of reason, Zoe Williams in the building. Amazing topic. I'm teaching you how to avoid toxic relationships. And I know it's, you know, it's not conventional. It's unconventional, right? You guys are going, hey, you didn't tell me how to avoid toxic relationships. And I'm saying, yes, I did. See, nobody wants, I was talking, I was coaching somebody the other day. And she wanted to talk about uh, how somebody had cheated on her. And I listened to her for about, you know, 45 minutes of the hour conversation. I listened to her for about 45 minutes. And then I started to give her uh, my blueprint for self-discovery, right? And then about 10 minutes into me telling her what to do, she said, but what about him cheating? And then I said, (laughs) yes, 45 minutes. And I said, uh, this is about self-discovery first because we need to understand what underlining limiting beliefs and thoughts and ideas and concepts and conditioning that may exist that serves as a type of magnet for an experience you don't want. Now, a lot of people don't believe that that is true. They say, oh, I, I'm a good person. Well, okay, we're all pretty good and pretty bad at the same time. However, just like the lady said uh, in, the, in the previous clip, many of us have negative thoughts and limiting beliefs that serve as a type of magnet that pulls in a corresponding experience. 
And a lot of people don't. I say the reason why people are resistant to that is because spirituality is nebulous. It's ephemeral. So for a lot of people, it's not tangible enough to 100 percent believe in. So you understand what I'm saying? It's nebulous. It's what is what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And most people are fearful to even look itself to be able to uncover any ideation that might serve as a negative experience magnet. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's difficult to wrap your head around. It's fine. Mark Goulston, get out of your own way, overcoming self-defeating behavior. He says avoidance is no solution in an attempt to change self-defeating pattern a self-defeating pattern within a relationship some people decide to to avoid trouble by keeping their feelings to themselves staying angry and living with the pain seems to be a better choice than having another argument the problem is if you do not deal with hurt and disappointment quickly enough those feelings harden into resentment anger and hate They fester inside and eventually turn into physical symptoms and or emotional powder kegs. In the long run, it's much less self-defeating to acknowledge the problem early on and deal with it effectively with compassion, respect, and empathy. Right? But then you got these folk out here who feel like I'm going to wait till the right time to have this conversation. Sometimes the right time might be too late to have the conversation. Right? I know a lot of people don't believe that, but that's fine. (laughs) Sometimes the right time to you might not be the right time for your partner. Sometimes, because, again, the the ideation is because something happened to me, then the time is when I say it is. Typically, that's not how it works. Relationships are bidirectional. Right? And when we have these limiting beliefs and ideas, such as avoidance, we carry those into intimate relationships, and intimate relationship is designed to expose that. We got callers on the line. Attila, Houston, Texas. Get in here. Hi, Zoe. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you have to call me out like that. Nah, it's all good. You don't have to call me out like that, Uncle Zoe. You like Dang. to talk? It's, it's cool. Go ahead. Get your talk Do on. I like to talk? I don't know about that. I, I like sharing information. You know what I mean? And, so that's what I like to do. I'm and, very quiet. I'm and I like it when you share. There you go. <laughs> Listen, as somebody who is working through avoidance, it's hard. It's hard. I When it comes to having, like, difficult conversations, I feel like I avoid conversations because I don't want to blow up on the person. Like, I don't want to make someone so less than, but at the same time, I'm still, I'm still seething. It's like a, like you said, it's like a powder keg. And I don't know how to, how to get away from that. I guess what I've been practicing now is just kind of confronting things when they first come up when I'm not as upset or not upset at all. Wait, wait, wait. 
Well, watch this because you just asked a question. Watch this. You mm-hmm. you know it's a powder keg, right? Yeah. So typically yeah. people with the internal emotional powder keg problem focuses on not going off. Mm-hmm. So what is the natural proclivity for somebody who's focusing on not going off? Typically it's avoidance. Yeah. Do you see? That for means sure. so you're you're worried about the end result instead of saying let me stay present and locked into me. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you see? You, you mm-hmm. shift the focus. It's not, oh, I'm going to prevent it. It's, I'm going to talk to myself and I'm going to talk myself through it. Trust me, I had to learn how to do okay. this because I'm a powder keg. Yeah. So I have to yeah. stay connected. <laughs> I have to stay invested. And I have to say to myself, I care about this person. I'm aware of how I show up. Now, I'm not going to lay out the contingency plan to prevent me from blowing up by choosing a communication style that actually brings more conflict. Mm. Do you see? Because Mm -hmm. typically avoiders Mm -hmm. answer questions to their liking. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? (laughs) To the point of, I've said enough. I think you understand what I'm saying. Do you get what I'm saying? They answer to the point of their liking. Not to the point of the person who is inquiring's understanding. They're answering to the point of their liking. Their comfort level. Do do you see? That's because there is a lack of self-awareness. Because no one ever told you, stay, stay locked in on you. You can observe you while you're interacting with someone else in your mind. You can stay focused on you and you can be coaching yourself through the process. I'm not going to blow up. I'm not going to get angry. I know what my weaknesses are and I want to conquer them in this moment while delivering understanding that is bi-directional. Ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> so it's true. It's true. I mean, my other issue is vulnerability, right? Like, it, it takes a lot for me to truly explain what it is that I'm feeling, like, right in that moment. Like, if I actually sit with someone and tell them, this is where I am at this particular moment, or this is how I'm feeling... Is when I tell you it's the most nerve-wracking thing. Like I'm like sweating bullets, and I probably sound extremely calm, mm-hmm. but there is nothing calm about my my inner being at that moment. And I guess really what that is is just ego, right? That's the fear and the ego. It's like, but, well, if I say this, but again, like, look know? at look at where the focus is. The focus is on. Mm-hmm. Hey, you better stop talking to me. I didn't had enough. <laughs> I'm about to blow yeah. up. I've been there. I've been there. Like I've I've lived in those moments. Like, okay, do you get what I'm saying? But now you shift mm-hmm. the focus to what are you doing? This is you talking to you. What are you doing? You're going to allow this to happen again. Mm. Do you see? Do you see the focus is different? Yes. 
is, is yeah. do you want another spiritual demotion? Or do you want to triumph over? Listen now. Do you want to triumph over? Because if you've never dealt with it, all you've been doing is catering to it by trying to prepare the external person to say, all right, I'm at my level. I'm at my limit now. Do you, do you mm -hmm. see? Well, I love totally. you, girl. I love you. I appreciate you for calling in. You always bring something out. We love it. We love it. We love it. Atala from Houston, Texas. Always a great caller. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know what you got to do. Just call me at 1-800-920-1580. John from Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha, Big Zo. What's good? What's up, man? I'm in here cooking, all. You know, just trying to cook. As all as always, with the <laughs> finest of oils of all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Avocado oil this time. <laughs> all righty. The grapeseed oil. We, we're getting vegan wise. All right. Good yes. to go. Talk to but, me, uh, brother. Uh, the, uh, the, the things that come to mind, first off, I, I have a trouble with the, uh, the actual title. Because if we're avoiding something as simple as a toxic relationship, we're also avoiding the growth that we need. Yes. Yes. We, we, we covered the top. The, the, the toxic situations always brings out either the worst or the best, but it's your choice to go through. Absolutely. I love it. But when I say dodge, Again, I want you to understand how I frame this thing. When I say dodge toxic relationships, I'm saying the only way to do that is to conquer the self. Truly. That's the only way. And now there is no dodging. There we go. Do you see? <laughs> the matrix. There is no dodging. It's, Absolutely. Wait, stay the, choice with, the choice that's before you is no choice. They, John, stay with me, man. When we, when we come forward, I'm going back to Hawaii. I love talking to John. He got a lot to talk about, too. of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with, Zoe, Voice Williams. Of Reason with Zoe Williams. Only on KBLA Talk 
the thing is, we can't have a healthy relationship with other people if we have a toxic relationship with ourselves. If we don't even trust ourselves, if we don't even truly love ourselves, if we don't treat ourselves the way that we want other people to treat us. A lot of the time, we don't even have good boundaries. We don't uphold our own boundaries. We don't do the things that we say we're going to do for ourselves. We have a toxic relationship with ourselves, and then we want to go out and have healthy relationships with other people because we think that'll help, right? But it won't. So work on your relationship with yourself. I love it. I love the testimonies. They're coming in from everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to The Voice of Reason live on KBLA Talk 1580. You can't hear The Voice of Reason anywhere else because it's exclusively here on Tavis Smiley's KBLA. And don't forget, Juneteenth, we turn two years old, man. Nothing but exclusive, powerful content here, man. Thought leaders are over here doing their thing john from hawaii was in the throes of a deep point and i want him to finish his thought well i just got a few points to make Joe, and then i'm gonna get out your way my brother i got you uh, the, the two quotes that i or the two things that come to mind one is a quote and it's uh every unfortunate experience holds within it a blessing of some kind I'm not sure if anybody's got to search for that or try to find it, but in some ways, the things that normally don't work out actually do. Mm. Mm. Well, eh, whether listen, both ways it goes both ways. Sometimes you're right. A a a good relationship could, could can get hit with a hardship, and the hardship can make the good relationship better. If there's open communication, forgiveness, willingness to understand each other. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like sometimes a hardship can make a, a good relationship better, but it's based on the person or the people involved. It's based on their commitment to which one they want to choose. Do you see what I'm saying? Indeed. Which True road indeed. they want to choose. Indeed. Go ahead, John, you cooking. But the only the, the last thing I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go back to my childhood and um, I'm gonna remember the things that something as simple as the word ugly and you can break it down into a, in, in, into in many different ways. But the one that sticks out to me is you gotta love yourself. Mm-hmm. Ugly, but, yeah. We might find ourselves in ugly positions or even parts of life that's just plain ugly. But did you see yourself in it? Mm. Mm. How, Sometimes how, you just got to love yourself. Let me ask you, because people are going to want to go deeper on that, man. How are attachment, or not attachment, how are acceptance and loving on oneself related? Say that one more time. How is or how are accept, acceptance and loving on oneself related? Well, they're both related because of your growth. I mean, it, things are a choice. And if you're actually looking for not the toxic side of things, because you can always go there. I, too, am, a, am, am an explosive person, very expressive person. I could speak on many different levels on that. But at the same time, if you can't accept 
what you're standing in. And I've had to accept a whole lot, including war. And I had to accept even when I wanted to commit suicide mm. in the midst of war. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not just for the others. I had a family during that time frame, divorce now. Uh, but even to this day, I sit in this house and I could easily get, go within and find out some dark places and be like, this is satisfactory. Right. But everything is a choice. Right. And I choose the life, the living, the aloha, the, the uh, poke Friday. The, yes. The, whatever it is, it's going to get whatever it is, it's going to get me up out of bed. Have me an active participant, and even some of the things that we still choose that is still hard. Mm-hmm. It's an acceptance. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. This is what I choose to say to myself: I love me, and I'm going forward. Man, I appreciate you, John. Come on, Hawaii. Hawaii showed up big time tonight. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at one eight hundred nine twenty fifteen eighty. My brother John was cooking. Listen, this is big tonight. This is big. Don't be afraid. Embrace yourself. Embrace the journey. The reason why I asked the question about love and acceptance being related. I believe you can't love yourself fully unless you accept yourself. I think love is the outgrowth of unconditional acceptance of self. Right. I feel like if you have parts of yourself you don't accept. They will be reflected back to you when you are interacting with another. Right. If you neglect or mistreat the part of yourself. That you don't accept. You will be offering an invitation. I, I don't know if y'all listening tonight. I, I don't know who's out there. I don't know who I'm talking to. It's an invite. one 800 Somebody call me right now. True Monger, Dallas, Texas. Get in here. Yes, sir. Come on, brother. Are you there? Yeah, brother. I'm sitting right here waiting for uh, you to cook. Sound like you were cutting out. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, this toxic relationship with yourself, until you address that and face it and everything that goes along with that, mm-hmm. all your relationships are going to be toxic, no matter who comes into the picture. Because you're going to be carrying that into it, especially if you haven't even tried to deal with any of it. Um, honest with yourself about what you've been through, things you've done, um, how people were affected you. You got to be honest about all of that. And a lot of people don't like to face the truth about themselves. They just don't. So they try to maybe come up with this character, this facade or whatever, and try to present it to people who only see the exterior. But at the end of the day, you got to go home. And you can avoid you can continue to avoid whatever it is that you, you know, just get worse. You might pretend like it's not happening. Or you step in front of that internal mirror and start addressing some of your issues. You can't always avoid it. 
as long as if you think you can, it's going to show up at some point through another person or through another situation. The stuff is going to show up. Wait, true. True. Stay with me, brother. We got to come forward. But when we come, when we come forward now, you got to finish this right now because you cooking in a way I have never heard you cook before. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Dallas, Texas. That's true, Monger. When we come forward, he still got a lot to share with us. Is it good to you? you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. You want some more? More. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. It never really mattered too much to me. But you were just too damned old for me All that really mattered was you were my girlfriend And baby, that's all that mattered to me Let me love you Was this baby boy? Did he have her car? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason. And his playlist back in the building. We turned up tonight. Tonight's topic, how to effectively dodge toxic relationships. When it comes to intimate relationships, even a dodged bullet can still hurt. Because lessons will still be shown. Are you in a toxic relationship with yourself? Uh, in the chat... Attila Phillips, who was just on the line from Houston, Texas, said something that encapsulated the meaning and the spirit of this show. She said, you either acknowledge yourself head on or the universe will send you an acknowledgement in the form of a relationship. You either acknowledge yourself head on or the universe will send you an acknowledgement in the form of a relation shift. That's all I've been trying to say all night. You got people out here who don't believe that, true monger. You got people out here who don't believe that. As if yin and yang ain't 5,000 years old. The yin and yang symbol talks about one side is black, the other side is white, but the black side has a white dot. Mm-hmm. The white side has a black dot. What it's saying is it's it's spread out all over. You're not going to find people that, oh, you know what? I'm just all good. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm an all good person that encountered an all bad person. No, no, no. Even yeah, the, do you see what I'm saying? Even the good got some bad in it. And even the bad got some good in it. Mm-hmm. So you you, you you got people out here true that think. They've done nothing. They have done nothing to themselves and they've done nothing to nobody else. And they just wound up with the buster. Talk to me, True. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people who 
go around acting like that and they're lying to themselves. They can they cannot believe it if they want to, but it happens regardless of whether they believe it or not. They mm-hmm. just they just choose not to face it. They just they rather be distracted or try to avoid it until they get to that point where they gotta acknowledge it, even though they may they may feel like it's too late to do anything about it. They might wait actually wait that long instead of just facing themselves. Good, bad, and everything in between. I had, I've had plenty of lessons show up. I'm probably going to have more show up, but at this point, it's about how I, re- how I respond to them. And then I support them not just uh, emotion towards certain situations, but actually processing them better and resp- giving the proper response. That's not always going to be the case because sometimes we're human. We're going to react to stuff. Mm-hmm. But even after you get through that initial reaction, you take time to think about what you said or what you've done or what may have occurred and really process it, and then you have that conversation with yourself. Because mm-hmm. we, we all converse with ourselves whether people admit to that or not. We do it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So we, have, we acknowledge that stuff. Now, whether we do anything to improve it is on that individual. Mm-hmm. Because... Some people, like I said before, some people want to try to avoid it. I like nothing happening. Mm. But you, whether you act that way towards other people or in the public or whatever, mm-hmm. when you go home, it's still there. So what are you going to do? Mm. I love it, brother. I love it. You're cooking. And as always, man, I appreciate when you come in here, man, and you just lay down the hammer, brother. We appreciate it. You brought Dallas, Texas back in the building. Listen, y'all, we winding it down. It's very heavy tonight. Lao Tzu. Excuse me, Sun Tzu, not Lao Tzu. Sun Tzu, right? The author of The Art of War. He says, the supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. That's what you do when you look at yourself without judgment, when you look at yourself with empathy, when you embrace the good, the dark, the ugly, the negative. That's that's the real war. And that's how you win an internal war. Have you listen? Have you noticed that when your button gets pushed in the relationship, it comes out as conflict, your response There's conflict. (laughs) The external represents conflictual. The internal represents empathy. In clasping, embracing, loving on, acceptance. The supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. That's talking about you. Go back to Krishnamurti. The enemy is you, not the other. The supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. The enemy is you. Your limiting beliefs have a magnetic pull. It warps space-time. It calls relation shifts and situation shifts into your orbit. 
okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know if y'all want to hear that, but that's what it is. Right? That's what it is. It's important that we begin to look for ourselves in the relationship. Did you hear what I said? It is important that we go into the relationship looking for ourselves. Right? Do you see how important that is? How am I going to show up? Who am I going to listen? Who am I going to be under pressure? Because it's easy to be happy and fun and charming and wonderful when everything is good. Who am I going to be when everything isn't good? And who would I like to be? And how can I work on being what I want to be in a difficult moment? Did y'all hear that? How can I work on being who I'd like to be in a difficult moment? You can't be your best self if you haven't practiced for it, right? You can't be your best self in, in a difficult moment if you haven't practiced for it, right? I know this is a tough this is a tough course tonight. This is difficult. Right. My brother, Mark Goulston, author of Get Out of Your Own Way and Just Listen, Overcoming Self-Defeating Behavior. He says emotions are built on layers beneath hatred is usually usually anger. Beneath anger is frustration. Beneath frustration is hurt. Beneath hurt is fear. If you keep expressing your fears, you will gen generally move through them in that order. What begins with I hate you culminates in I'm scared. I don't want to lose you. And I don't know what to do about that. Mark Goulston. Many of us are operating in an egoic fear-based pattern. Right. If you were taught you wasn't enough, you weren't enough. Right. In your early childhood, you're going to seek validation, but you're going to seek it externally when you should be seeking it internally. Right. Ask yourself, what is your desire to control your partner born out of fear? Ooh, ooh, born out of hurt. And if you can start going inside and observing without judgment, observing in a loving way, in an approving way of yourself. Right? My, 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 you know, my communication style is combative or competitive or my communication style is avoidant and stonewalling. Well, guess what? <laughs> You're going to have more conflict unless you go, where did it come from? And why is that not good for me? Or my relationships. How can you be an avoider in your communication yet want the truth? Yet hate lies. Do you do you see the incongruence? <laughs> Listen, I started the conversation, y'all. 
I started it like I always do, but you got to finish it. The Voice of Reason started off Monday with another slapper. Hey, tap in tomorrow. I'm going to be back here with another one. In the meantime, my homeboy Danny Morrison is going to keep the fire lit. The Voice of Reason always on fire. Holla at you tomorrow. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.